Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It is Saturday night, and I feel all right. Well, I'm about 90%. Thanks for asking. The uh, well wishes and the cards and the flowers were overwhelming. No, the stripper, the stripper, Graham. They were fantastic. I appreciate that. No, it is a Saturday night, and Greggy T and I are chilling. Definitely a lot different than the Saturday nights we used to spend. But you know what? These are more productive, and they're more mature. <laughs> But I am joined tonight by the incredible Hulk himself, the man who made <laughs> Hennessy and Hypnotic famous, oh. the, the man who had a lifeless <sighs> body outside of our hotel room in Las Vegas the first time he was there because he got too amped and had too much to drink. Word to the wise, when you go to Vegas for the first time, pace yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is the man that made VIP famous at <laughs> Tangerines at Treasure Island in Las Vegas many moons ago. He's hard to kill. He is the yeah. champion of the Second Amendment. He is Captain Testosterone. The guy's test levels are that of an 18-year-old young man. He's strong, long, and down to get the, if you know the words to it. Yep. His anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, huh? Because baby got back. Greggy T, the king of the squat. My friend, my partner, my brother, my pal. Greg A. Tadora, numero uno. Sir, (laughs) happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I also have my coffee. So it's going to be one of those nights, and thanks as always for the intro, all true, yet again. Pace yourself in Vegas and stay away from the Incredible Hulks because they'll get you. The girl that was serving us at lunch got me. I remember. So, yep. But go to Treasure Island because Treasure Island has the best steaks. That was the best mm. steakhouse I had. One of the best steakhouse in Vegas I went to was at Treasure Island. So if that's still there... I'm sure it's not tangerines anymore, but if it's still there, that, that club was awesome, man. I had so much fun at that place. And the nice thing was I was ordering liquor on someone else's credit card, so Steve better. What was the name of that car company that had the biggest group of promiscuous oh. women? Not, <laughs> not car gurus. What the hell was it? Cars.com. No. Come on, uh, man. Was it cars.com or something like that? Something Is that it? Like that, man. Oh my god. Auto, Auto trader. <laughs> Stay away from those women. <laughs> Mike, not well, me. Well, <laughs> I mean, but well, it was a different time. It was a different time. It was a good time. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Autotrader.com. Yeah. She was a lot of fun. Moving right along. I want to yeah. give a shout out to all the military personnel out there, here and overseas, as always, you are respected, you are loved, and please be careful, please be safe, and we thank you each and every day. And I want to follow up with a special shout-out, love, appreciation, hugs and kisses, and thank you to our first responders, our policemen and women, our firemen and women, our EMTs, from the bottom of my heart and Greg's heart, we love you, thank you so much for keeping our Cities and our local municipalities safe. And train up for the next couple months. Just start training now. Oh, yeah. We got eight more months. And, uh, you it's know, coming. Greggy T, um, you know, I, before you start, I, I don't want to make this political, but I have. <laughs> Trump is a genius for the fact that he just got socked. Now, I'm sure I'm going to get called on it, which is fine if I get called out. Totally cool. But I'm just saying, like, you know, from what I read, and maybe I read it too quickly or my brain hasn't fully got back to its normal function yet. 
So Trump has to pay like a $350 million fine. He can't mm -hmm. do business for like three years in the state of New York. So he sold Truth Social for $4 billion. And his company, Trump Digital or whatever it is, is now on like the stock exchange. It's going for like $50 a share. And I'm thinking to myself, like when you look at like $4 billion mm -hmm. versus like $350 million, that'd be like probably us paying like a $500 fine. It's just a speeding ticket. Pay it and laugh. And it's like they just can't get him. Like they can't. Nope. They can't. Like you have to be a little, you know, they're blind trying. to the fact now that they're trying to bankrupt him, so he can't fund anything. Yeah. And I'm like, he just keeps like he's a he's he's crazy. It's Listen, everyone crazy. knows I hate politics, <laughs> but. <clears throat> just be careful who you vote for and do your research on whatever issues mean the most to you and yes. make a wise choice. I just want somebody that is good for the economy and good for our safety and our borders and our military, period. And um, but the only political thing I'm going to say in this is stop sending fucking money overseas. Just stop. Spend it here. Spend it protecting the schools protecting the borders, giving it to the people of this country legally who need it. Stop sending that shit to Ukraine and all these shitty-ass countries. Just stop. Let them fend yeah. for themselves. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, as much as we all joke about politics and in a, in a you know, a satire type of way, I mean, Trump does make some good points. I do feel like I'm living in a third world country at times. When I see the crime, when I see the inflation, when you yep. see the divisiveness, it's really uh, sad. Really sad. The really divisiveness sad. is at an all-time high. It's never been like this. Even I've never in my back in, When you and I were back in school, back in the day, there was like the black-white thing. Okay, I get it. But it was nowhere near what it is now. It's worse. And plus add on all the other things that are going on. So it's it's a mess right now. But the only thing you could do, just get your house in order if it's not already. That's it. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. No, I I, I think people have to be prepared for, for everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Shields of Strength. Got this cool little bracelet for $6.99. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of like keeps you on the straight path a little bit. I mean, I think. You know, I know a lot of people that you talk to more and more turning towards like a higher power. And I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, I think with stuff going on in the world that people need something. People need some type of um, peace, some type of like they need something to hold on to. I mean, before you could trust your leaders and you could trust mm -hmm. certain aspects of social yeah. life. But as yeah. a rabbi, a friend of mine told me down here in Florida, he goes, we put too much trust in man and not enough trust in in God or a higher power and i think you're seeing more and more people cling <clears throat> to that ideology like i need something i like this world is an empty place right now yeah the people empty. need some sort of anchor to like you said gravitate towards something other than just the negative shit that's out there literally 24 7 it's yeah. the same thing it's like on a loop of disaster after disaster it's horrible it is and that's a great that's a great uh 
uh, way to phrase that, Greg. It's a loop of disaster. Mm-hmm. And I think along the way, it kind of leads into our topic tonight, overcoming disappointment. Because yeah. I'm not going to lie, I get disappointed easily. And you know this. Uh, girls will let me down. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when I was working, jobs will let me down. Yep. Um, we all know my sports teams let me down. So that's not even, that's not even you know, I can't <laughs> buy a victory these days. So let's hope the Knicks get their act together. The you Knicks. know, so I couldn't name one player on that team, dude. Uh, I couldn't name dude one Jalen Brunson, baby. Jaylen I don't even know who Brunson. that is. Oh, no idea who man, that is. Jalen Brunson's a man. Julius Randle. Julius, the third rule of Christ situation. Never even heard of these people. Oh, couldn't point man. them out in a the lineup. Uh, they're awesome, man. They're, they're so much fun, and they play hard, and they don't. There's no egos. They all. It's like basketball, like when we were growing up. It was. They're, they're so much fun to watch. It's a bold statement, sir. It is, and it's nice to see that. Like it's just like you know, I feel like every angle we turn to now, there's always a a political aspect in things, and things are mm-hmm. always, you know, sometimes not on the level, and that can disappoint me. Right? We we know like mm-hmm. our leaders disappoint us. So I think what we need to do is kind of peel the layers back where I can figure out what it means to be like, what does disappointment mean to you? If you told me like, Mike, I'm disappointed in you or I'm disappointed in the bulls or I'm disappointed in, you know, the testosterone that's not working. (laughs) Doc, by the way, my T levels are not where they're supposed to be. Or we hit up Kyle and be like, Kyle, I'm disappointed that I'm not 280 and ripped yet. But I've been fasting for seven days. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. What's up, Kyle? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. What does disappointment mean? mean to me? Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's it's some perceived expectation that someone has or that I have of either something, a situation, a job, a girl, anything. And it just doesn't measure up to that. And but it is a gray area, in my opinion, because an expectation is something you make in your head. Sometimes it's not always a hardcore fact. It's not as simple as black or white or one plus one is two. So there's a little bit of leeway I'll give, but not much because, you know, there's right and wrong. And when someone wrongs you or a job wrongs you, yeah, you're disappointed. So I think when it just doesn't. It doesn't, the outcome's not what you either expected, envisioned, or hoped for based off of either what you were told or the facts of the situation or what that person said they were. So, do you think expectations lead to disappointment? Yes, they can. If they're, it's, it's kind of like when you set goals and they're just like pie in the sky. You know, I'm going to make a hundred million next year. Could you? Of course you could. There's always that possibility. But what what are the odds? So can they lead to disappointment? Yeah, of course it can. Because if you don't check them, they can be unattainable. So it could be. However, also, I think it's a double-edged sword. Setting expectations is a great thing. Because you're holding somebody to a standard or a person or a job or an object or whatever to a certain standard you're hoping for. So it's it's a it's like a dance almost. You have to balance that, in my opinion. Well, that's my next question. How do you create that balance between realistic and unrealistic expectations? Where is that fine line? <clears throat> I think it comes with time and experiences, both good and bad, 
because you can fall back on what has happened or like for a job, for example, or with a company you expected, you know, it's a great company on paper or the perception of it. And then when you get in the internals of the company, it's a disaster. It's a mess. And you had all these expectations because it's a fortune 500 company. The owner's a billionaire. Like everyone seems happy and all that. And then you get there. There's no structure. There's micromanaging. It's just a mess, the internal. So yeah, that could be a disappointment because, and I don't think there's anything wrong with setting those expectations because that's the optics that they gave and that they want you to see, oh, it's such a great company. And they're so, you know, work-life balance and all that. Meanwhile, you get there and it's like work, 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 no breaks, work. And we don't care what you have to say. Just do what we say, even though it's wrong. I, I mean, I've experienced that in many different companies. And with jobs that I loved, and I probably would still be doing it if it wasn't for certain people in certain positions. Mm. So it, it's it's a tough balance to do it, but you got to just look back on on experiences and, and good and bad and just see, am I setting them too high? Which falls into like the relationships or the girls, because we're guys, we date girls and you know, am I am I setting the bar too high because no one seems to be hitting it, or is it just like a, a bad run right now and they're all shit? I don't know. What about you? Well, that's the thing I was going to ask you with the bar being <clears throat> so high, and, and then like, is the bar set too high? Like, I don't think there's such a thing. I think it's I just either. a matter. I think it's a matter of you know having that idea of what you're looking for and not settling because we talked about this on previous episodes a mm -hmm. lot of people settle just to settle so like eh, of course no one's hitting the bar so let me just lower it so i can not be alone and that leads to another domino effect of disappointment absolutely it's right? <clears throat> absolutely right it's like the last kid to get picked on, on in a dodgeball so, I mean, I pretty much everyone can know somebody that it's like the last two people in high school that aren't married. And look, magically, they end up together. Magically, they have kids. It's like you can like write that script. It's the same shit all the time. It's they're settling and it's just like there's no one left. There's no one left. Right. So let's just get together. And I'm sorry, I'm not down for that. Yeah, I'd rather be, I'd rather be alone. But I think I think you're right with there's nothing wrong with setting expectations of the bar high because that goes with self-confidence and self-worth and your non-negotiables and your 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 moral fiber and the, the core values that you have that someone has. So why wouldn't you set your bar super high? And if those people can't measure up, then just don't fuck with them and find somebody that will because there are out there you just got to find them and everyone's quick to like like you said everyone wants that instant gratification if your bar is high and you stick to it you're not going to find somebody right away it's hard you got to sift through all the shit to get to somebody good so there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion yeah and i think as guys we there's a battle that rages on within us because there are girls that we want to just strictly have a physical relationship with. And mm -hmm. then there's the girls that you want to settle down with. Mm -hmm. And I know as a guy, me personally, um, and you could probably test this when you were single, it's the, it's the, it's the battle of, all right, well, you know, she may not be 
as attractive as like others you've dated, mm -hmm. but she emotionally has her stuff together, which is very rare. But yeah. yet we're still looking for like that cheerleader, playboy, playmate. Like we're still looking for that fantasy of that doesn't exist that mm -hmm. I think social media pervades in our mind paints that portrait of what we're looking for. Oh, she's so hot or she does this. And we, we talked about OnlyFans and Instagram <laughs> and TikTok and all the things that are out there that can yeah. cloud both guys and girls judgment. So it becomes kind of like a, a battle as yeah. a guy. And it's like, well, I don't want to lower the bar, but I've, you know, we've talked about, you know, we talk about this you know, and even the, my girlfriends, I have needs, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone said it. People that are listening to this, if you've never thought it or said it, you're a hypocrite. Right? You're full of I've, shit. You're full. We all have physical needs. We all have mental needs. We all have emotional. We have, we all have needs, you know? And I think one of the things that had, I've kind of had challenges with in my <clears> life, I'll be open about it, is like I kind of want things the way when I want them because I love being alone. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like why I stayed single for the majority of my life because I think for me it's like I, I want a girl at this time. I don't want to <laughs> be with them all the time. And it cost me. It, it robbed me. It, it, you know, that mindset you know, uh, prevented me now as I'm trying to go and correct those, those patterns of behavior – um, but I know I, I'm sure there are a lot of guys out there that feel the same way in re regards to like wanting something when you want it and and then, you know, not wanting it, you know, the, the rest of the time. But so, I disagree with you. And I don't think there's anything wrong in that at all. I don't and, and I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong. And I don't think it hindered anything at all. Not at all. Well, you know, it, it, and, and, and I think as you get older, like my you know as you get older like you're you're kind of you're more set in your ways like you don't yeah. tolerate a lot of stuff anymore 100%. so it's like if you're going to bring someone into the puzzle you got to make sure it's the right fit absolutely you know so yeah. um i think again setting the bar too high is there's nothing wrong with it but i guess as a guy it's like anything else even a girl too a girl's have needs i mean a lot of my girlfriends will tell me like hey uh, I, a very good friend of mine you know, told me this and we, we joked about it, you know, when she had gotten divorced, you know, long story short, her doctor said, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. So she had a lot of fun Yeah. <laughs> after she got divorced, you know, and, you know, yeah. she, she's a good friend of mine. And, you know, it's kind of like we all have needs, but it's like you have to identify, do you want a relationship or do you want something casual? And then let that bar, if the bar for a casual thing is here and a bar for a relationship is there, we need to make sure that this gap doesn't get blurred so we know like hey yeah. even for girls out there this is just my buddy we have a very good friend of ours that she has her crew yeah she has her people but as far as relationship goes it's not there it's mm -hmm. there it is what it is and until mm -hmm. one of those guys step up maybe she'll entertain a relationship but i think yeah. you know with setting the bar um we have to really delineate what we want from that person what we're expecting out of that person is that fair and to i say, think Greg? Yeah, and I think no, it's perfect because I think it's like a two-part thing. The the pe the last people to get picked for the dodgeball that end up together, it's that's just that to me that's almost like an arranged thing. It's like an unarranged arranged marriage, call it. Mm -hmm. But you know, everybody wants, or, or I'll talk about guys now. Guys want a hot chick or whatever, and and. and Guys want like 
you know, the, the crazy sex and all that shit, which is cool. And they, they think that they need to settle and put that stuff aside. Like, okay, that was great, but like, I can't have a relationship with somebody like that. And I don't think that's true. And I think, because I think that'll lead to down the road a division in whoever they, I don't want to say settle or end up with, because if that is a part of them, but they don't have that with this person, they're not being honest with themselves, that person, they're not being open, vulnerable, and completely communicative with their stuff. And I, I just think it's, it's, you're not, you don't have all the slices of the pie. You might add eight out of 10, which is great, but don't you want the whole thing? So it's, it's a hard thing to step back and take stock in your relationship in all those different facets of the sexual stuff, the emotional stuff, the, the non-nagging, leave me alone, time away, time apart. What do you bring to the table? What do you don't bring to the table? Wants and needs, everything, financial stuff. So it's like you have to I, – I think you can have it all, but you have to be willing to be brutally honest with that person, with everything, and them you. It's a complete two-way street. There's no – listen, you, the, the best relationships are the ones where you can have uncomfortable conversations – without any worries or fear of judgment or anything. And I don't care what anybody says. That is the minority of most people. Most people do not have that. Everyone wants to say they have it for the optics and, oh, look, we're so happy. But do you? are you really, truly 100% happy? And 90% is great, but that's not 100. That's not my question. So if you want 100%, you got to do the work and be willing to be completely vulnerable and open, but you can't judge. You cannot judge the person because you don't want them judging you for your shit. And, but that's, everyone struggles with that. And I'm going to say everyone. And because our, it's a natural thing to judge right out of the gate. Right. You know, Oh, she did this or, Oh, she dated that person. Judge. Oh, Greg and Mike were here and Greg and Mike did this. Judge. You can judge all you want. You know, we're good guys. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not saying we made the best decisions in our lives, but no judging. And I think people have a hard time doing that. Everyone, no one wants to be judged, but people are so fast to judge. Of course. And I can't stand that because usually it's all just fake shit. It's all for show. It's all to check a box. Oh, look, I'm married. Check. I have kids. Check. I'm a, I have a career. Check. Like, yo, you're checking the boxes. But how do those boxes look? Most of them are shit boxes. So there's a difference. Yeah, technically they're checked, but it's garbage. So sorry, that was a long no. winded thing, but I, I'm a big proponent of not judging. Don't judge. It will bring people closer. Even if you have like the worst news to share to somebody, you know, if they're cool with you, it, it, it should be okay. Should be okay. Right. And, you know, you make two, two great points you made, and I'm going to follow up with that. You know, judgment and disappointment can kind of go hand in hand because if a girl yeah. or someone lets you down, mm-hmm. let's just say a girl cancels on a date last minute, or <laughs> let's just say a guy 
you know, does something to a girl that is not, you know, in good taste. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so quick to judge. Oh, he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. He's this or she's this. But mm -hmm. we have no idea what's going on in their head. We have no yeah. idea if they had a bad day. We don't know if they were like we have no idea what happens because we're so quick to judge. So when we yeah. get disappointed, it's one of those things where we can't we have to be so quick not to judge. Like yeah. if a girl doesn't like me, oh, well, OK, you can say a lot of things like, oh, F her or she's this or she's that. Or you can just say, hey, you know what? It wouldn't have been the right fit anyway. Or how about or finding out why? Finding out like, why? Listen, I don't want to waste your time, but like, you know, if you if you don't mind, can you let me in a little bit? Did I do something wrong? Could I have done something better? Because then you can take that and maybe help yourself down the road with somebody else or the next person. That's right. And that's a great, great, it's a great point. It's all about feedback, right? Feedback's all information. It's like an exit interview at a company, it's, which, it's, which most companies don't do anymore. And they used to, and they should still, you learn the most about employees on those exit interviews, in my opinion. Well, I think we're all woke these days, man. So I probably exit yeah. interviews don't fit woke. in the ideologies, you know, but enough about that. I did want to mention one last thing. Mm. Um, I didn't mean to kind of jump so quickly, but I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of being woke. Uh, you said optics, Greggy mm. T, and social yeah. media is all about the optics. And I think social media provides an optic where you see a girl who is very attractive, who happens to be single, who happens huh. to post every detail of her life online because we all know that businesses and everything that's done digitally now, and it's all about mm -hmm. the logarithms and being liked and all this stuff. But there's a certain certain optic that a guy or a girl can present that can mm. give someone who's watching this content hope, which can lead to disappointment when they don't get a response back when you slip into their DMs or when you don't hear back from someone or when people mm – -hmm will read one message but not read a bunch of messages or when they'll be like they bigly you and like oh well yeah you're nice but you know I'll uh, I'll hit you up when I have a moment meanwhile no one's that busy to hit you up so you these yeah. things play in your head so great social media plays a role in providing optics um false narratives in some mm -hmm. cases some cases the true narratives I and mean, we don't want to be judgmental here mm -hmm. how do we as guys and girls avoid the the avoid the pitfalls of falling into the disappointment trap of social media. Just take it for what it is. At the first and foremost, it's entertainment. And there's different types of entertainment. You know, you have like I will use a TV, you have movies, you have reality TV, which is usually scripted. And you it's the same thing with social media. It's entertainment. So it's visual first, always. Like Instagram is visual. And because nowadays most people don't read, so it's a quick picture or something just to get the attention. You have like a, a one to two second window to grab their attention. And then maybe they read the first couple words of what you have written. So there's got to be a hook there too. And this is a good marketing technique as well for any business. So then hook one is get that visual. Hook two is get the first I'll say four to five words, not even the first sentence, four, four to five words. And they got to get hooked on that. And then they read the whole thing. Now you got them because they're interested. And guess what? They're going to go to your page and they're going to see all this shit. So it's, it's hard to avoid the pitfalls unless you know what you're looking at. If you're a guy just looking at like hot chicks, it is what it is. You're not the odds of you going on a date with them 
or whatever, just stop. Just stop. It's not it's not likely. There's not a lot of game out there anymore. You and I talk about it all the time. No one talks. So it's just just know what it is. That's the first, that's the easiest thing to avoid any pitfalls of disappointment. Just know what you're doing. You're on there for entertainment. You're bored. You're just, they call it like just, you know, screen surfing. It's horrible. It's, it's such a waste of time. Yeah. It's fun if you're like going to the bathroom or on a plane or whatever, but it's not like real. It's just not real. But, you know, this younger generation, that's that's how they learn. That's how they communicate. So to them, it's real. It's where they get their news from. And it's just it's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. And I think reality has been kind of blurred lately. I yeah. Know, I think over the last four years, I would say mm-hmm. reality has been tested in what is and what isn't real. And all areas of life, mm-hmm. you know. It's funny, like, you'll see a, a, a girl on social media on, like, Instagram, and, you know, she's attractive or whatever. You go to her page, just see how many pictures it takes before you see her ass. That tells you all. Usually it's, like, three, four, and then it's right there, and then you go look at their their link tree, and it's, it's like, all the paid sites they're on. It's like, yeah, this is just a revenue stream, which I'm not hating on. I'm a business guy. I get it. They want to make their money like that. Fine. But don't bitch and moan if you can't find a good guy because you guys don't want that. Premium <clears throat> content. Premium content. Yes, correct. Premium. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you answered that really, really good. You know, I know when I get disappointed, I get this feeling inside my gut. Like, it's like, a, I'm like a gut punch. I just feel like this, like, uneasiness in my gut and my heart starts beating kind of fast. And, like, there's certain feelings that you get with disappointment because mm-hmm. then you get, like, confused you get angry, you become resentful, you become bitter, you become like this. You hit epic, all the emotions on that roller coaster, all of them. That one thing. Yep. I mean, what I mean, are there any feelings that you get when you get disappointed, or have you moved kind of past that in your <clears> life? Or no, I think it's I don't care what stage in life you're at, I think you definitely feel emotions when you're disappointed, you know, anger. And I'm, I'm a proponent. Anger is not a bad thing. If you can work through it, anger is just another emotion. It's like sad. It just yeah. gets a bad reputation. Like sad's fine if you can work through it. You know, anxiety is good. It can lead to positive things if you can control it and don't let it control you. Same thing. So, yeah, when I get disappointed in a company or a job or whatever, yeah, I get I get pissed. And then I work through that. And then I if I care enough to take the time to break it apart and see why what happened happened or why what's going on is going on then i can look with a clear head and be like okay and you know what usually it's oh i don't want to be with that company anyway if that's their values or if that's their vision or if they're you know stuck in the past on something that's that's what it is that's why i i like doing things myself like you We've worked for big companies. We're very grateful to have worked for big companies. We learned a lot. We learned what we liked, what we don't like, what works in the public, what doesn't work in the public, how to treat people, and more importantly, how not to treat people. You know, how to get people to do the most work in the shortest amount of time. And, and you know, it's it, those are invaluable lessons, in my opinion. Those are great, and I will take them my whole life. But, you know, it still doesn't mean... You know, they weren't, uh, you know, 
it wasn't meant to be being at that company. So I take the good with the bad. I learn and I move on. Right. And I think that's <clears> the one thing we can think about when it's overcoming disappointment with girls, especially as a guy. Hmm. You know, it's like you talked about expectations, not judging them, not having expectations and trying to find that line. Like if we, we, you know, I think it really, is, it's got to come down to us being comfortable with ourselves because we can't put all our eggs in someone's basket. It's not fair to that person. We can't like, yeah. we can't let if, if a guy doesn't hear back from a girl and he's waiting and waiting and waiting all day and he doesn't, he doesn't get what he's looking for or she doesn't get what she's looking for, then that's not fair to that individual mm -hmm. in regards to your, your basing your happiness in your yep. mood based upon a response yep. from someone that doesn't owe you anything that they don't owe you unless it's a, it's a specified situation, but if it's someone you just met, they don't owe you a response right away. They don't, you know, nope. they have no and, life. <clears throat> but that's also why I, I personally never believed in like playing that game. If a girl gave you her number, I'm going to call you. I'm not waiting two days or like, oh, you got to wait yeah. three days and like call me. Nope. I remember um, a woman I dated in the past. We lived in the same complex and we, we all used to go to the pool and we had like, I had like a pool click there, like a bunch of people that we all hung out and had a good time. And I met her like that. And I remember gave me her number. And that's when I was like riding motorcycles. She actually had a, a motorcycle of her own. I called, that was in the afternoon. So I called her that night, not to go out, but to call be like, Hey, what's up? Appreciate you giving me your number. Listen, let's let's go out on a date. Let's get our let's go out on bikes and just you know, go to dinner or something. That's what we did. It was cool, but like, why would I wait if just to play a game like that? I just don't. I don't. I don't like that. It's it's a waste of time, in my opinion. And that's what's that's what's missing these days. Is that that type of like? Yeah, but a good friend of mine yeah. also told me, and I I really like this because I wasn't thinking like that. So you had said earlier, <clears throat> you know, the guy that's waiting all day for that call or waiting a couple days for that call, you know, you can't give that person the power right. to, to have that overuse where you're stalled in your life and your daily routines and, and all of that. And, you know, it, it's like when you date a girl and you guys break up, and you guys always used to go to this, like, I don't know, one restaurant, let's just say, because you really liked it. You like the food or whatever. And the person's like, oh, well, I can't go there anymore. Why not? Well, that, you know, I might run into them or I don't want to see them, or which I understand. But you're giving them all this power, like, to not go to a place that you personally enjoyed. That, to me, was a great lesson in don't give them the power the power to stop you from doing or going anywhere you want. Yep. I, I, I really, I really am thankful because I was not even thinking like that. And it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. It is because I know me, when I part ways with somebody, like I disappear, like, mm -hmm. I mean, no numbers get blocked, social mm -hmm. media. I vanish. Mm -hmm. Like if mm -hmm. I go to the same restaurant that a girl I know is going to, I won't go back for, I'll reappear, but I mm. disappear for like, you know, a while. And then mm -hmm. I resurface because yeah. I just feel like for me to get over someone, like I need that. But you are absolutely correct. 
we, I think, as guys, and yeah. I think you're seeing the trend more in guys than in girls, we give the power to the girls so quickly. Yeah. We're, Don't let anybody you know, take your power. No. Nope. No, nope. not at all. And I think, again, mm -hmm. you mentioned it, self-love, self-confidence. But, again, self-respect. Self-respect. And it all ties into how disappointment can affect you. You know, yeah. we always say it all good, all good, all mm -hmm. good, because it's a mnemonic thing where it keeps the mind straight so that you don't go down a path of mm -hmm. now everyone out there can have their own catchphrase or something yeah. that they want to use or invoke when something may not go the way they want it to go. But again, all good that we use is a way to keep us straight. Yep. It allows us from going down that pitfall. And it's also putting that energy in the universe, which right. not to get all like touchy-feely shit, but I believe in that. I know you believe in that. Words matter. And if you're going to put something out there, it, it should be positive. And, it, sh and it, should, it should be in your favor. I agree. Mm -hmm. Moving on. And, and I want to carry on with that, that energy, <clears> right? <throat> Especially mm -hmm. in, the, in the workplace. I, I can remember like – you know, not getting something that I wanted at a job, whether it's a, a, a title, a position. And it, for mm. me, it just fueled the fire even more. Mm -hmm. And it just gave me a bigger chip on my shoulder. But then it drove me insane because I would obsess and infatuate over yeah. Like I got rejected. So now I'm mm -hmm. disappointed. F these people. I'm going to prove these people wrong. And it was more mm -hmm. the detriment to myself because I would work myself to the point where it would make me sick. Yeah. So, Greg T, you know, in positions that you've been in, in the past, how would you overcome disappointment at a job? <laughs> Getting another one. Um, <laughs> you, that is, hey, that's plausible. That it's no way it's to do part, it. part of it. But um, all joking aside, you know what? Um, just I stay focused on my craft and what excites me and what my wheelhouse was. So the – the company I was with where I managed a large office of agents, we used to have the workshops. Have you heard me say it before with some of the other managers who I'm still tight with to this day. We're actually going to lunch next week. And nice. um, yeah, Dave said to say hi, by the way. And, um, you know, we, we used to do these workshops and they were growing exponentially. And for some reason, the executive team, which I use that term lightly, um, it was just the dad and the sons. That's the executive team. Huh. And and the CFO, but whatever. And who doesn't know anything about real estate? He they never supported these workshops. And but they it's funny that they used them and piggybacked them to their benefit when it suited them. But they never supported us, and which is fine. We don't need their support. We still did them anyway. And they were growing, the agents loved it, and it's a great retention tool which retention leads to recruiting, which that's what they want us to do. You want to recruit? Well, this is a great way to do it while keeping your retention high, while educating the agents and making them better, which they make more money, which in turn makes the company more money. Imagine that. So I remember when the when one of the mortgage guys, the head guys, who no one liked. He's like a joke. Wanted all of a sudden knew that they these were very popular and wanted to get involved. And the, the other managers asked me. I said no, don't do it. But you know they wanted to to 
B company people, which I get. So, okay, fine. I got outvoted. That's fine. No big deal. And we did our, we did our workshop and as usual, you know, everyone came up to certain managers after because they gravitate towards them. And a lot of the people came up to me like thanking me. They really liked my message because I'm real with them. I don't give them corporate bullshit or like canned answers. I give them like real life experience and I help their mindset with their confidence. So, you know, people were like really cool with, with all that. And then we had a conference call with the executive team and this guy who was there. And by the way, our workshop was three hours and we gave them the mortgage people, the floor first. And this, the head of it, he's a little Napoleon complex guy. This guy did like a five minute bullshit. I'll call it speech. No one paid attention, couldn't grab anybody's eye contact. It was just awkward. But then when he when he was done, he this is not the right way to do things. You know, he got his little backpack on and left. That was our event. You stay for the whole thing. In my opinion, proper business etiquette, that's just me. If you're high up in a company, you should stay and show support to everybody. It's a bad look. And to be honest, a lot of the agents were disappointed. And I would be too if I was an agent. I was disappointed as a manager that this guy just tucked tail and run after giving delivering a shitty speech that no one cared about. So fast forward to later on in the afternoon, we're on a conference call. He's on there and the executive team is on there. And he goes, he stopped everything. He goes, I just want to thank. And he named the three managers and left me out on purpose. Wow. And that was disappointing. So that that's why I'm tying into this. And I was irate. I would Inside, too. I was like, wow, you weren't even invited. We didn't want you here. And you were the worst one out of all of us. Nobody likes you. Nobody respected what you had to say. And I know, because he named everybody. He goes, I want to thank boom, boom, boom. Meanwhile, me and Dave started these from scratch. For a year and a half before that. So he knew damn well how these are. So then Dave immediately was like, and Greg too, and Bob like tried to, you know, do the right thing because Dave's awesome. And he was like, oh, yeah, and Greg. I was so disappointed, yet I shouldn't have been because he's a piece of shit and he's not respected and he's just like one of the good old boys in the company a loser and so to tie it into disappointment yeah i i rode those emotions and this wasn't that long ago so i don't think you you get over that you just what i did was i got mad and i moved on and i remember after the call like he sent me an email i didn't even read i deleted it and um and I, I remember Dave calling me and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, that's such bullshit. I'm like, it's okay, Dave. It's all good. Because what I did was once I got mad or whatever, then I just threw that shit away because I don't want to give that little midget any power. And I just stayed focused on my craft, which was helping the agents grow their business, keeping them happy, keeping them focused, getting my, my office, making a lot of money. And I just back in my zone. I would not give that guy any power 
over what I like to do and who I like to do it for. It's hard, but that was a major disappointment. So, yeah, as you're just like a footnote, right? Oh, and Greg. And he only said that because my friend stepped up because if he didn't, it was just those three managers, which is wild to me. But that was a that was a purposeful thing he did because he knew I didn't like him and I don't respect him and vice versa. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And insecurities can reap its ugly head, especially when of it comes course. to disappointment as well. Of course. And yeah. when you're five foot three, I mean, that doesn't really help either. Whatever. Yeah, well, if I if I keep shrinking, I'll be getting there soon. I got to tell mm -hmm. you, my spine yeah. is getting smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> uh, as I get older. So, uh, yeah, that's a great story you told. And it's like definitely it's a great way to really illustrate about power yeah. and taking taking the power back. Yeah, because I, I check myself. I'm like, this this guy shouldn't get me mad. This guy's a loser. And no one even liked him and wanted him there anyway. Everyone was happy with everyone else's value and what they brought to the table. Like, you're, you're not even welcome there. So it, now it went back to, yeah, you are a joke. Like, shoot. So whatever. Well, you know, we covered a lot of topics in, with, with uh, disappointment today. But I yeah. think one thing we're, we're, I think one thing that we can use as people is, is forgiveness. I think as a great way to overcome disappointment um, and your being area, let down. Sir. That's your area. Yeah. I've gotten better at it. You know, mm -hmm. it's definitely a, a work in progress. You know, I mean, I think, I, well, <laughs> you, there's a cooling out period. You got to be alone with yourself. Mm. Get that out of your system. Like you said, anger it, it can be a good thing. Yeah. I think, you know, when you get rejected or you get let down, I think mm -hmm. you should let those emotions out. I don't think you should do it outwardly. I think you can do it internal mm -hmm. and keep it in a square yeah. space, a safe yeah. space for you. And then once it's out of your system, just take a step back and relax and be like, all right, hey, look, maybe this guy is trying to get his dad's approval, which is why he is, is, is putting you down <clears throat> at work. Or maybe, you know, there maybe there's a family turmoil that we know nothing about that has nothing to do with you. You know, I'm just saying as a way to forgive that guy for leaving you out, because the important thing is that you knew that you impacted the agents and what yeah. And that's thought, all that should really matter. Well, it really matters at the end of the day, yeah. right? Because yeah. you can't really silence the majority. And you're mm -hmm. seeing that now in society. And, you know, I, I want to ask you your perspective, Craig, on and you told me that I'm good at it. Well, I yeah. mean, you know, I'm only yeah, as are. good. I'm only as good as the camera shows off camera. I, I do practice it, but it, it is hard. And it's you, listen, you really think for about. the listeners, you definitely practice it. Like I know you do and I see you do it. And when I'm when I say certain things, you try to bring that that lens to me, like, well, you know, just maybe they're this or maybe they're going through that, which is true. But I, you are way better than me because, like, something like that, like, yeah, I don't forgive him. I, I don't. Even, but it's that's a bad example because I don't even care about him. He's like he's, right. he's just a loser, so no one respects him. He's like you know, but with other people or other things, it, I have a hard time forgiving. That's just it's me. okay to forgive. It's it, well, it's okay to forgive, not to and not forget, right? So yes. you learn your lessons. Totally, but it's it's the forgiveness is hard. I agree with that, but forgiveness for me is hard. It's well, hard, yeah, and I think it's hard for a lot of people because I know, like you know, I can be vindictive. I can be vengeance. I can go, you know, before I was 
mm. work trying to go a different way in life. It, it was like, oh, the Bible says eye for an eye. That's, I mean, how <laughs> we've used that before. I didn't even open up a page of the Bible. I was like, oh, the Bible says an eye for an eye. So it, it justified my rage, right? Hammurabi's code, man. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think if even just in society and look, you know, I'm guilty of letting something happen and then catching myself and not catching myself before it happens. If you get into a conversation about politics, mm-hmm. obviously we had Ford on here. Ford is one of my closest friends. He's What's in, up, in Ford? Circle, right. And Ford taught me how to be Ford gave me the rules of the road when it comes to politics. Now, is it good, bad, or indifferent? No. He just laid out the facts, and I decided what mm-hmm. side of the fence I wanted to play on. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you try to talk to somebody who may not be rational, especially in politics, and they just come at you in every which way, mm-hmm. we have to understand that, you know, um, emotional intelligence plays a big role in how we perceive disappointment. I really believe that. And if we can put ourselves in the other person's shoes, mm. or we can put on our emotional intelligence hat before we even step into a conversation with somebody who might not be that rational, you know, um, forgiveness and compassion go hand in hand. Because like myself, like inside, I'm, I was wounded. I still am, you know, wounded. And it's like, you know, there are a lot of people out there, guys and girls that are wounded and they don't, they can work through it, but, sometimes it still kind of seeps through. Mm-hmm. And I think as a society, we're not as compassionate as we used to be. We're not as forgiving as yeah. we're supposed to be. In fact, I just, <laughs> so I was leaving the golf course earlier. I got into it with a lady who, who was trying to cross the street and she's like, you didn't even see me. I'm like, she wasn't even close to my car. So I rolled the window because, you know, I wasn't thinking. And I said, <laughs> excuse me, do you have something to say? She's like, well, you almost hit me. I'm like, ah, oh, the stop sign's right there, ma'am. And I drove off. Now, what I would have done is I would have circled back around and pulled up next to her car and probably cursed her out. Right. But you learn, <laughs> right? I don't know. What but you learn, <laughs> you learn in time. Yeah. Just by practicing. It's like, you know, I wasn't mean. I mm-hmm. said my piece. And I just let it go. Now, was I cursing this lady out from the time I left the golf course to Chipotle? <laughs> yes. Chipotle. But thank God, uh, trust Chipotle before I came on the air. Right? So, uh, but I had about <laughs> five to ten minutes to blow off that steam. When I went to Chipotle and I took that first forkful of my custom bowl, it just went away. It's that rat meat, man. Oh, <laughs> yo, it's high in protein, bro. Don't knock it till you try it. Yo, straight from Wuhan, bro. Oop. Oh, shame, shame. Sorry. Yeah, man. But but anyway, Greggy T, let me ask you this question before we go down another yeah. rabbit hole. Yep. Why do you think it's important to forgive, even if you're not good at it? Like, why do you think forgiveness is important when it comes to disappointment? Just from a logical standpoint. Just for yourself. It just helps yourself. Fuck everybody else or the person that hurt you or the company that hurt you or the job, whatever. It's for you. And... I'm talking shit right now because I'm not good at it, but at least I know that it's for me and it'll help me move on or get to the place I need to be or not think about that ever again. Or, and I just keep reminding myself the forgiveness is for you, not for them. That's right. 
forgiveness yeah. sets you free. And, yeah, and, and I never knew that. Yeah. I always thought it was, oh, you have to forgive that person. And I'm like, I was always like, man, fuck that person, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, it's not about them. It's not about them. It's about you. The forgiveness helps you clear all that shit out and that energy and the negativity and all that. So I'm, I'm getting there slowly. So I don't know if any, you know, I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan. I like that kid. And he got a lot of heat in the past, and a lot of people don't like him, and he went through some times, whatever. I don't hate. I don't judge. But he, I saw him in an interview, The Real Ones, um, it's called. And, man, it was powerful. I, I really – I've always liked him, but I really respect his the, the work he's put in and, and what he's about now. And, and I really, you know – you know, I, not that he's listening, but I really respect what he said. He went through some shit and he's learning or he learned what I just said that I'm learning. It's not about the other person. It's about you. And that's what I'm starting to realize. The forgiveness is for me. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that that is that's a great way to like Mamba out like mic drop. That's a great way to end this. Forgiveness is about. I'm learning this at 46. Hey, at least you're learning it. Some people never learn it, dude. Yeah, because I was looking hey. at it wrong. I was looking Just at it like, it, oh, the forgiveness for that person. Like, no. Nope. And my whole life I thought that. That's why I was like, I'm not fucking forgiving people. Nope. It's, it's not for them. It's well, for me it's like, to release that weight. I don't want to walk around with that shit on me. You know, yeah. like you said, you can't be rational with an irrational person. And you're going to walk around with that heavy bullshit. It's not even your bullshit. So why are you carrying their stuff? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, it's it's a work in progress. And I hate that fucking term. And you know that. But it really is. It applies here. Every you know? day is a work in progress, man. As long as our feet hit the ground, we have another day to practice being better. And I think as, as men mm -hmm. and women, we have to constantly, we talk about a self-evaluation it's always striving to be better, even if it's just a little bit better than yesterday. I know one thing I do that's helped me out to release that is pray for those that hurt me or pray for those that have, like, just wish them well. Like, we always say, like, oh, you can wish somebody well from a distance or mentally. Like, with girls that we broke up with, like, girls that mm. I haven't, that I dated, that I was in love with, that didn't end well, I send them nothing but peace and love and joy. Now, do I need to pick up the phone and call them? No. But I can wish that to them mentally. I can send it mm. in the universe. Gosh, I hope so and so is their family's well and they're in good health and their. And you mean health. that? And I mean that, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm not doubting. I'm asking, do. like, for the yes. people that are like, does he really mean that? Yes, because every relationship teaches you. I remember when I first went on That's a true. journey, you know, years ago, when you were with me. I remember I I called up, you know, um, a girl that I dated for three years, probably my you know, probably one of my longest relationships. And, uh, you know, it was very tumultuous and you were there for 95% of it. And I remember I, after I stopped talking, <laughs> I, I called her up oh my God. and I said, and I, and I, I called him, I said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm doing these things, but I said, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. And I wanted to say, thank you. And she sat there, she, I, you can hear a pin drop. <clears throat> She's like, Mike, I put you through hell. Why are you doing this? And I said, you know what? You did the best you could at that time in your life. 
And it wasn't all bad. We had a lot of fun, a lot of crazy times. But you know what? That experience got me to this point. Yep. And everybody we come in contact with, whether it's a relationship, friendship, business, mm -hmm. whatever it is, some can hinder us and some can help us get to that next level. We need to be able to delineate. And we also have to keep in mind, we say this a lot at my church, it's the John 10, 10 life. Simply states that there's a there's an enemy out there or a thief. Um, and that thief or that enemy, their purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And what does that mean? Rob you of your dreams, rob your revisions, deny you your potential, deny you your hope, deny you of whatever you want in life. But if you believe in something, it doesn't have to be God, it could be mm -hmm. the universe or something like that. You know, if you have a belief in something that's good or a higher power, I'll take God for my example, you know. God's purpose in, in, in believing in Jesus is to give you a rich and satisfying life. And it's like kind of crazy. It's like, well, if I believe in God, I can't really like do what I used to do. I'm bored with that. But then when you really evaluate things as you mature and we have friends, we just talked about this online. We have friends that are out there living life and we like, well, I wonder if that's kind of empty because it's the same thing over and over again. Like you said, doesn't that kind of get boring? Like, is their life satisfying and rich? Now, it might be on the surface, but inside, what do you really feel? Because there's an enemy out there that's trying to rob them of that happiness. And that happiness is falsified in the optics, going out there, being the party person. Is that fair mm -hmm. to say? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So when it comes to disappointment, you know, there's an, there's there's a spiritual battle out there that, you know, it's as emotional as it is to get disappointed and to get let down that there's something that's trying to rob us. Like, oh, hey, Mike, you just got let down by a girl. Let's go get messed up tonight. Let's go drink. Let's go find a chick and let's go do what we did 15 years ago. Or, hey, Greg, you know what? Like, this shit's going down. Let's go back to what we did 20 years ago. Or let's go back to doing this, right? Because yeah. there's it, Or even just someone to sabotage, like, Oh, it didn't work out with this job. Oh, Greg, you're a loser. Like you, mm. you're not gonna find a job like this because those those doubts creep in your mind. Mm -hmm. And for all the people out there listening to what Mike has to say, no girl, no job defines who you are. No amount of money defines who you are. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Yes, we all want certain things. People want to make a lot of money, but that's not who you are as a person. And I wish more people thought quality over like quantity you know uh, people equate a job to success or a monetary value to success like oh you're not a man to make x amount of money you're not a man right, 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 right. you're with you know a thousand chicks like yo none of that shit matters man you know right. are you a good person are you a good friend that's what matters are you there if you could pick up your phone like hold on i have Four friends. Four. And you know who they are. Four. I could pick up the phone to any of the four and ask for something. I can ask for the most fucked up thing. Sure, no problem. And vice versa. Those four people can call. Same thing. You know, I can say I need to hide out for a month. The FBI is looking for me. Sure, no problem. I have no problem with that. And I know they don't either. Like that, you can't, you're not defined by a job or a nine to five or monetary value or possessions or anything like that. It's, it's wild to me because people are still, still all about that. And I don't care what anybody says. I rather be poor and happy with my four friends.
because that makes you rich. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I'll, I'll end it with this on my end. Um, at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey's brother comes back from the war and posts up, I think it was eggnog or a drink. He says, to my brother George, the richest man I ever met. And it was because when mm -hmm. times got tough, everybody came together and you realize your, how many friends you have and the family you have and the love mm -hmm. you have. And you can't put a price on that. Nope. So... Nope. This was a awesome topic tonight, Greg T. Yeah, pretty awesome good. topic. Dropped a lot of knowledge bombs, uh, Greg T. So, give us a little bit more about Forever Progress. Where can our listeners who are in the real estate field or anybody in general get a hold of you for some one-on-one -on -one coaching and just uh, to have a chat? Yeah, man. So, foreverprogress.com, Forever Progress on Instagram. Hit me up, DM me if you have any questions. I am by far the cheapest coach out there. I made it that price for a reason because I want it to be accessible to everybody. I know a lot of new agents don't have a lot of money. So, everyone has a cup of coffee. And that's what the equivalent is daily for my fee. You know what I charge. And it's. I'm going to say this because I had I said this on my calls this week because a lot of people are telling me they used to take some of these other coaches. Right. And I go, if you don't mind me asking, because I don't like talking shit about people, but who was it? And they would tell me, and I'm like, they've never sold any real estate before, though. So how are they a real estate coach? I never understood that. So it it's a lot to be said with mine just based off of pure experience and in the actual industry and i've done everything that you guys are doing i've started from nothing i wasn't handed shit so here i am so i actually had a great uh, a great call this week he's actually down in florida he's in the panhandle and just um helping him grow his business now too and i actually met him through the coaching group that i'm in oh, wow. so it's it's you know it's it's pretty interesting that way and I had an interview this week with a big real estate company that mm, is looking for coaches on a huge platform. So we'll see. Talking to them. I got another meeting on Tuesday and could be a good opportunity. And I wasn't even going to take the call. So you never know when one door closes, another one opens. When that door closes, another one will open. Just keep it moving. And you never know. Take all meetings. Always keep your options open, even if you're in the best job ever. Have conversations with people because you never know. So, hundred percent. Yep. I couldn't have said yeah, it man. any better. Yeah. Well, Greggy T. Saturday yeah. nights are not the same as they were years ago, but you know, boy, what? is that disappointing. <laughs> but you know what, though, I'm in a much Just better kidding. place. <laughs> my cat is. Yep. My cat is sleeping on my chair in my office as we of course. speak of course. on her back paws up a tough day for this cat i tell you listen she, she feels safe i hope so she, she ate does. three times she took monster dumps she played she sleeps she has a life but you know what i i would rather spend my saturdays with my cat than anything else man i hear you call me a weirdo but you know what my cat, that's my girl right there. Yep. Unconditional love. That's it, man. And, Just... uh, you know, we got to team up with Pamela, too, at some point. 
uh, to get into the noble critters because I, you know, I've yeah. become more passionate about animals as I've gotten older, and we'll get into that. And that's all part of the 2024 objectives here with Empowerment. I'll put the link on below for the people that want to, you know, get involved with with her organization. Go check it out. She's super cool. So um, she's doing good things, and uh, she's a real one. So I'll put that down below. Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, man. Sounds like a plan, man. Well, I'm gonna sign off from the free state of Florida. Ron, I love you. I'm not ashamed to admit it that I have a man crush. <laughs> and he might be sanctimonious to some people, but you know what? He's still Ronnie D to me. Listen, Greg will T will be in Florida in a couple of weeks, so get ready. Coming back down. Coming home. <laughs> yeah. Find a karaoke place, please. Thank you. That's your homework. Tim Roof Just... down here in Delray. Really? All right, perfect. Yeah. We gotta we gotta put on one of our concerts. And the boat should be in the, the boat should be ready by then, hopefully. So that'd be oh man. That'll be cool. All right, so, sir. Greggy T, awesome to everyone out there. God bless. Yeah, and, be safe. Uh be safe. Love and thanks forgive for, each other. Thanks for listening. All right.